Uh, good afternoon and welcome. Um, we began our search for a, a new head coach uh, immediately after our season ended and just wanted to make a few comments about that process. Uh, this was the deepest and most talented uh, group of candidates that I've ever seen. And as a number of you have made note of, I've had quite a bit of experience uh, in recent years in interviewing coaching candidates. Um, I liked, we liked all of the coaches that we interviewed. We did not eliminate any of them from consideration. All of them made a great impression and were really interested in this job. Uh, I would have been pleased, we would have been pleased to have had any one of them as our head coach. For me, uh, our search ended on Monday afternoon when we finished our session with Joe Judge. Uh, I have to tell you that this was perhaps the best coach interview that I've ever been a part of. Um, when Steve met with him on Tuesday morning, he felt just as strongly as we did. Joe is someone who has certainly been on our radar for the last couple of years. Uh, when a coach works under Nick Saban and then finds his way onto Bill Belichick's staff, that's something that you take note of. Uh, Joe's been a part of three Super Bowls with New England, two national championships with Nick Saban at Alabama, and what came through in the interview uh, was his poise, his confidence, his leadership, uh, his knowledge of the game and what it takes to build a winning program, uh, his ability to relate to players, and of course his work ethic. Uh, he's a teacher, he's a communicator, he's somebody who demands and commands respect, and he just has a certain presence about him. Uh, for all of those reasons, uh, on behalf of the Mara and Tisch families, I'm very pleased to introduce Joe Judge as the new head coach of the New York Giants. Thank you. First, I'd like to start by thanking the mayor and the Tisch families, Mr. Gettleman, Kevin Abrams, for this wonderful opportunity. I do not take lightly the position I'm in and the people, the city, and the region that I represent. Okay? I'd like to thank my family, my wife, my mother, my children, all my close friends who have made each step of this process to enable me to be where I am today, which is just another step in the process of where we're trying to go. I'd like to thank all my former coaches that I both played and worked under for building in me the foundation of fundamentals that has allowed me to teach and instruct at a high level to again put me in this position. I'd like to start with Coach Belichick and Coach Saban, Coach Scotty O'Brien, Coach Amos Jones, Coach Sylvester Kroom, Coach Jackie Sherrill, and Coach Jim Algio. All right, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank my own father, who was my first coach and taught me the most important lesson is you hold those you expect the most from at the highest standard. All right. Now, I'd also like to thank all the players who ever played under me. They gave everything. That's what I expect. I was very demanding. I'm going to continue to be demanding. But you expect the players to be held to a certain standard. And for all the ones who have played under me to this point, I appreciate your work and your sacrifice to allow me to have this opportunity that I have today, and it's just an opportunity. I have to make the most of it. And that starts today. Now, there's a question out there I'm sure a lot of people are asking. That's number one, who am I? Well, maybe I can explain that a little bit better, but instead of saying who am I, by telling you what's relevant in this conversation with being a coach of the New York Giants, what I'm about. And what I'm about is an old-school physical mentality, okay? We're going to put a product on the field that the people of this city and region will be proud of because this team will represent this area. 
We will play fast. We'll play downhill. We'll play aggressive. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes. We'll play every play like it is a history and a life of its own with a relentless competitive attitude. We'll play fundamentally sound. We will not beat ourselves. That is our mission right here. Okay? I'm about caring for the players in the locker room. Let's not forget there's a human element to this game. Let's not think that in professional sports that paying a paycheck to somebody makes it absent of empathy. We need to make sure that we take care of the players in our locker room, that we treat them the right way, that we teach them the correct techniques, and that we put them in the right situation to be successful. We're going to ask these men to come in and give everything they have every day. We're going to demand it, and we appreciate everything they give us. It's our, it's our responsibility to take care of them on a daily basis and make sure when they are done with our game, they are better furthered for the rest of their career as a father, a husband, and a professional, whatever avenue they take. Now, what this team's going to look like, I mentioned earlier, I want this team to reflect this area. I want the people that pay their hard-earned money in the neighborhoods of New York, North Jersey, South Jersey to come to our games and note the players on the field play with the same attitude they wake up with every morning. That is blue collar. It's hard work. It's in your face. We're not going to back down from anybody. We're going to come to work every day and grind it out the way they do in their jobs every day. And they can invest their money in our program knowing it's worthwhile. They put a Giants uniform on. They put a Giants hat or jersey on that it's not representing just the 53 on the field but is representing their neighborhoods, their communities, and their families with the values they have instilled in their children. Now, at this moment, my priorities are pretty simple. I have an outsider's view of this team. I've competed against the Giants. I've studied this team from the outside looking in, preparing myself for this job and opportunity. But I have to make myself fluent in a language within the building. I have to study the players. I have to evaluate the current coaching staff and give everybody a fair evaluation to make sure we make the right decisions, that I have a clear vision of what the path going forward needs to be to help these players progress the correct way. Relative to staff, I do not have a staff in place. Yes, I have some names in mind, but we will talk to everybody. We will take our time. My priority is to put the right men around these players that they can come to work every day, they can be coached hard, they can be taught. I want good people. Before anything, if you're going to work in an organization, you're a good person. I don't want any alternative agendas. I'm making that clear right now. There's not going to be a coach in our organization who has nothing but the best interest of the players at hand and isn't going to come to work every day and put their butt on the line for the guys who are going to work hard for them. All right? And I want teachers, not presenters. I don't want someone who looks fancy in front of a screen and can sell you with a lot of different sales lines. I want teachers. I want old school people who can get to our players and give them the mental image of what it's supposed to look like. And I want them to demonstrate on a daily basis the work ethic of what it's going to take to do it successfully day in and day out. Because over the course of six months of this season, it takes day in and day out to be successful. The margins of error in this league are too small. You cannot get by with some kind of magic scheme or new gimmick, or think you've reinvented the wheel. The same things win football games that have always won football games. It's fundamentals. And those fundamentals will start for us in the classroom. They'll start with being at meetings on time. They'll start with being on the field on time, in the proper dress. They'll start with knowing your playbook. They'll start with being out there and stretching the right way and warming your body up the right way that you prevent any kind of soft tissue injuries on the field. 
And then they carry over to the fundamentals on the field. It's running, it's tackling, it's ball security, okay? It's a contact sport. You can't get around that. It's meant to be a physical game. It's for tough people. We will practice with a physical attitude. We will practice in pads. We will practice live tackling. Not to make a statement that we're trying to be tough. We're going to practice live tackling because I believe in doing it safely. You want to make your players safer? You start by instructing them how to do it. And we're going to work on everything we do. And everything we ask them to do at full speed on Sunday at a competitive level, we're going to make sure that we have practiced, corrected, and repracticed before they have to do it at a live pace. Okay? There's not going to be any shortcuts what we have to do. It's a tough division. It's a tough division in cities full of tough people. And they expect to see a program. They expect to see a product that represents them. And I'm going to do everything in my power every day to make sure the people of this city and this area turn on the TV or sit in the stadium seats and are proud to say that we're their New York Giants. Right. Now, from this point forward, any questions you may have, I'll be happy to answer the best of my ability. The former players are having flashbacks over here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Bruce Beck, WNBC TV, welcome. Thank you. You said yesterday in a statement, we've had great conversations about where this team is and where it is headed mm -hmm. and how we are going to get there. My question is, how are you going to get there? Well, exactly what I just said a second ago. We're going to start by showing up on time, by having a plan, for executing that plan. It's going to be fundamentals. I'll tell you this right now, and I'm sure this is going to come up somewhere along the line. I'm not going to be the offense coordinator, the defense coordinator, or the special teams coordinator. I'll work with all three sides of the ball. But the primary focus I'm going to have as a head coach is I'm going to make sure we are fundamentally sound, we're situationally aware, and that we play with relentless effort. Joe, Matt Lombardo from NJ.com. Um, I'm curious in your conversations with Dave Gettleman, uh, the conversation about personnel, mm -hmm. your input, his input, and how that relationship is going to work as you build this team. I couldn't be more excited walking in an interview than sitting down with Mr. Gettleman. It's been tremendous. You know, listen, uh, from a scout's view, from a coach's view, and one thing I've been privileged to do is my role in New England when I first went there was heavy on personnel. Being a special teams coach, you have to know every player on your team inside and out because you have to know who you can use with a limited menu. It's kind of like when you're hungry, you go to the fridge, and your dad says, figure out a way to make a sandwich. You know what's in there, but you got to find a way because you got to eat, right? So i got to know what everybody does so I can put those ingredients together and get the most out of it. So what I prepared myself for was leading into every draft, I studied every player in the draft as a, as a player and an athlete. I didn't look at them as a receiver. I didn't look at them as a tight end. I didn't look at them as a linebacker. I want to know how they moved. Are they stiff in the hips? Are they a straight line speed guy? Do they use their hands? What kind of short area quickness do they have? What kind of top end speed do they have? Do they turn down contact? So I'm used to looking at things from a big picture perspective on players in terms of what they bring to the team as a whole. You can turn around and say, how good is this guy as a running back? Well, there's different kinds of running backs. I want to know what kind of athlete this man is and how we can use his tool set to our advantage. Joe. Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post. You're out from obviously an outside perspective, your first impression of Daniel Jones from his rookie season, and then for his offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, what are you looking for from a coaching perspective? So I'm going to answer both those questions, and I don't want to be confused with this. I want to make sure I make this clear. Is, again, I have an outsider's perspective. We have, we have a lot of talent on this roster. It's been assembled that way for a reason. I don't want to sit here and try to give you expert 
analysis without having done my due diligence and homework to sit down and thoroughly investigate each one of these players. They all have ability. I'm excited to work with every player on our roster. Every player on our roster has talent, and every player on our roster will compete for whatever they get. Nothing will be handed out. In terms of the coaches, again, I want to reference back to I'm looking for teachers, okay? I'm sure the next question is going to be something relative to what do I look to, for in the offensive system? Well, I can answer that of all three systems, offense, defense, special teams. Our philosophy is going to be to put pressure on the opponent to prepare for multiple things. Within that, we have to have personnel versatility, and we have to have flexibility schematically to make sure that whoever we play, we can adjust our game plan to maximize our strengths versus their weaknesses. So while there may be some games that we throw the ball 50 times, there's going to be other times we may throw it 10 times and run the ball 45 times. So I don't have a crystal ball. Miss Cleo could help you better with that. But we're going to look for the best system to help us week by week. Hey, Joe. Paul Schwartz with the New York Post. Hey, Paul. Um, hey. Um, clearly, the uh, Giants were very impressed with your work with uh, two great coaches, Saban and Belichick. Um, and that's a great thing on a resume. How are you different from them? Uh, the big thing everyone wants to know is, you know, you're not those guys. How are you your own man? Well, I think when you work with anybody, you try to absorb as much as you can from them. And you're going to always have the opportunity to learn lessons if you pay attention and are willing to learn something new. I work for two great coaches, Coach Belichick and Coach Saban. There wasn't a day I went to work that I didn't come home with a full new education. And I knew fully every day that there were coaches out there that would pay thousands of dollars to sit in a staff meeting and just hear the wisdom they were saying on a daily basis. I'd like to think I wasn't fool enough, foolish enough to squander that. Both have a very unique style about them. Both have a world of knowledge, okay? Both have a lot of the same philosophical views and a lot of the same values. What I learned from Coach Saban was not an individual lesson. What I learned from Coach Saban was it's important to address everybody, not only on the what they have to do, but how it should look, what we're going to do to get there, and why it's important. And what you find out when you're coaching players, they're not robots. And if they understand what the end result's supposed to look like and why it's important, normally those players are going to take the principles that you instilled in them and in the game make a player's adjustment. And you're going to learn more from the players than they are as a coach because they're going to find a better way to do it in the heat of the moment with a certain adjustment. And as a coach, you have to have your eyes open enough to understand they're making the correct adjustment. You have to find another way to teach it in the future to give multiple options. That's what I learned from Coach Saban, and that applied across the board. That was whether you're dealing with a person, okay, a player in recruiting, developing a player on the field, or schematics in a game. You better make sure everyone knows the full picture of what you're looking for. And what I learned from Coach Belichick was, was real simple. Be flexible within your personnel. Don't try to shove round pegs in the square holes. Figure out what you have. Let them play to their strengths. Don't sit in a meeting and tell me what you don't have in a player. Don't tell me they can't do a certain thing. Tell me what they can do, and then we'll figure out as coaches, because that's our job, how we can use that. That's our responsibility. Everybody has something they can do. How many cast-offs you see around the league that end up on another team? Everyone says, wow, how'd they get that out of them? Maybe they just weren't closing their eyes to what they could do. Okay? We have to, as a coaching staff, when we get assembled, we have to make sure we're sitting down, we're patient with our players, we fully evaluate them, we find out what they can do to be an asset, and that we're not foolish enough to not use that. Joe, Joe Daryl Slater from the Newark Star-Ledger. Um, a lot of fans looked at this hire and, and they regard you as not a prominent name. 
there were other prominent names that a lot of fans out there wanted, maybe more so than you. So what do you think of the notion? What do you say to the notion that, that you were not the preferred choice for a lot of the public, a lot of the Giants fans? To be completely honest with you, I'm not really concerned about whoever interviewed for this job. All I'm concerned about is the opportunity I have in front of me and what I have to do going forward. And I'm going to tell my players the same thing. It doesn't matter how you got there. It doesn't matter how high profile you may be or may not be. It's what you do on a daily basis. You're in a position, earn it. Earn it every day. Okay? And I appreciate the opportunity. I'm working every day to earn it. And our players have to do the same thing. The best players will play. I don't care where you got drafted. I don't care if you're an undrafted free agent. I don't care if you're old, young, traded, whatever you got there for it. Everybody will have an opportunity every day to compete for a job on our roster. Every day. And if you want to be on the field, be the best player. Outwork the guy in front of you. Prove your value to us. Show you can handle the job. And we're going to put you on the field and give you an opportunity. Hey, Joe. Kim Jones from NFL hey, Network. Hi. Culture, I completely concede, is an overused word. But I don't know another better, better word to use in this right. example. When you look at um, taking over the New York Giants, what culture do you want to have in the locker room, and how will you go about making sure that that is delivered? The only culture we're going to have in that building, period, is a winning culture. And what that means is everybody comes to work every day, regardless of how they feel, and puts the team first, period. Whatever you have going on outside the building, you're sick, you're a little bit of pain, your discomfort, you're upset, you're mad, you put all that aside. You come in, you put the team first. We're going to ask our players at times to do things that necessarily may not be what they have in mind for themselves. But if it's best for the team, they have to be willing to go forward with it because that's what a winning culture is. Hi, Coach. Patricia Trainer. thank you uh, for taking my question. You've mentioned teaching a lot, and I know you have a background in teaching. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on how you plan to teach this team how to win, what you look for in teachers and the like? Well, I'd say teaching is just to inspire learning. And I think what we have to do is we have to identify how our players learn. Everybody learns different, okay? Everyone learns different. We have to make sure that when we teach, we hit the full spectrum of students in the classroom, the full spectrum of our players. We can't just teach in an old school way or a certain way. We have to find whatever's helpful for these guys to be able to take the information and apply it on the field. Now, whether that may be old school lecture for some guys, whether that's more visual evidence through uh, tape for other guys, or maybe that's on their feet with walkthroughs for some others. We're going to do as much as what's necessary to make sure we're checking the box on every guy. And as a coaching staff, I expect our coaches to know who's up to speed on what. Don't tell me you taught the whole room and one guy screwed it up. I want to know what you did to hit that guy. You figure out what he's a little behind on, and then you make up the difference. Figure it out. That's your job. So to me, a teacher is, you know, we talk about no child left behind, but I'm telling you right now, if you're in our locker room, you're going to get coached. We're not leaving anybody behind right here, okay? So I want people who are going to, you know, treat the player as a person, find out what makes them tick, what inspires our learning, and make sure we accomplish it every day. Hi, uh, Tara Sullivan from the Boston Globe. Um, we know about the endorsement that Coach Belichick gave ownership here about you. Um, I'm curious, I guess it's sort of twofold, but one, what advice he had for you, if you consulted with him, how that went. And I, and I would like just kind of a flip side um, of all the things on your resume, you haven't actually been a head coach, if I'm correct. You're absolutely correct on that. So just kind of. I've been of, a kindergarten PE teacher, <laughs> I've not been a head coach. You know, just um, how you sort of sold them on filling 
that absence on the resume, if you will, how you convinced them you, you were ready to be a head coach. But okay, first so about Belichick. I'll start with the first one, the, the question about Coach Belichick in terms of the advice. I'm going to be honest with you. The only advice I really ever, you know, sought from him as far as this opportunity, um, you know, he told me just be yourself. And that's all I know how to be. I think one of the things people ask me a lot is, you've worked for Coach Dave and Coach Belichick. You know, what makes you different? Look, I'm myself. I'm going to be myself every time. If I'm anything else, everyone's going to see straight through it. And if you lie to the team, you're going to lose the team immediately. So I'm going to always be myself. And that's a little bit different than other people, and that's fine. I'm not trying to emulate anyone I've ever worked for. I'm trying to take what I've learned from them and what matches up with my belief structure and do it in my own personality. Okay? Uh, the second part of the question as far as being a head coach, you can't fabricate that experience. And as a young head coach, I'm going to lean on Dave Gettleman. I'm going to lean on the assistants I hire. I'm going to lean on having the right people in the building to fill in some of the blanks that I may have. I'm about transparency, openly, actually, transparency and honesty. So I need men in my building who are willing to walk into my office and tell me the truth, and we can be on the same page. Now, we may have some disagreements at times. But we're going to walk out in that field with those players and all have the same vision, same voice. We're on the same page. Relative to how I would handle a team, uh, I can tell you what, the experience I've had, I feel prepares me as being a head coach. Number one, from a personnel uh, standpoint, I talked earlier, I've had to evaluate everybody for the draft. I have to know who the players in the locker room are, not just as an athlete in that regard, but personally. Because as a special teams coach, it's not just point and click and say, go do it. There's a lot of recruiting that happens at certain times, and you have to find out how every player ticks. And everyone responds differently at different times. Now, you've got your core guys that show up to work, and they know that's how they you know, pay their light bill, and they're going to do it every day, whatever. But there comes a time you may have to go ahead and go to the starting quarterback and say, hey, buddy, I need you to be the holder this week because we have an issue with an injury. You may have to go to a guy who's a starting linebacker and say, I need you to start on punt team for me this week. You haven't done it since training camp, but we need you. Or you have to go to a guy in the middle of a game and tell him he now has to cover a kick on kickoff. The thing is you have to get to those people early on and develop a relationship with them, have a relationship with the entire team to have them trust you to know that you have their best interests at hand and the team's best interests at hand. So when you come to them and you ask them to perform a task, they trust you that what you're asking them to do is going to benefit them individually and as a team collectively. Okay? Along with that, look, I've had the experience and it's been beneficial. I get to stand in front of the room every day and coach every player. Every player. When we're at 90, it's all 90. When we're at 53, it's 53 plus the 10 on practice squad. Okay? So in different avenues, I've been able to address the team every day. And again, you can't address the team all in one message. You have to make sure you're hitting everybody in the room. So you gain the experience of what the pulse of the team is and what makes them tick. You're not always addressing them now after wins. But a lot of times you got to walk in after a tough loss. A lot of times you got to walk in after a tough loss where maybe your unit didn't play as well as it should have. And you have to grab the attention of those players and not only tell them how we have to correct what was wrong, but why they have to trust you going forward. Okay, so there's been a lot of experience through the years of having to do that on a daily basis. You know, special teams, one thing you got to manage is time. Another thing is people. As a head coach, those are two main things you have to manage, time and people. So I've had experience preparing me for that. I don't have all the answers. I'm not preparing to sit here and tell you a lie like I have all the answers. But I am telling you I'll find out the ones I don't know and make sure by the time we give them to the players, they're the right ones. Hey, Jeff. Jordan Ronan from ESPN. Sort of to build off that a little bit, I'm, I'm wondering – this was obviously a goal of yours to become a head coach. So yes. Was there anything specific you did to prepare for this? Is it, and how much did you maybe talk about being a head coach with Bill to sort of 
learn how to become a head coach in the process? I think Bill understood that I had a desire to be a head coach because of my involvement overall in a complete team. I never talked about being a head coach or walked around and, and advertised that as a specific goal. To be completely honest with you, I didn't have a goal this year specifically right now of having to be a head coach right now. This opportunity was very unique. When I received the call from the Giants that they would like to interview me, that was very exciting. There's 32 teams in this league. That's not a lot. The reality is there's very few others who have a chance of winning. The reality of that is there's very few of those who have a chance of winning that have tradition and history behind them. I don't take this lightly. There's not 32 great programs in this league. The truth is the Giants are one of the top, okay? And that's what makes this job intriguing. Hi, Joe. <clears throat> Joe, Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News. Hey, Pat. Along those lines, in this interview, was there a moment for you where it clicked that your vision and the Giants' ownerships and front office's vision aligned? And then I want to know, what was it like for you in the morning when you find out you're getting the job? Where were you? you know, how did you feel at that moment? Who were you with, et cetera? I'll go backwards on that. So when I received the phone call and Mr. Mayor offered me the job, um, it was very exciting. It was very humbling. I was actually sitting in my office in Gillette Stadium at the time. Um, I had returned the night before from the interview, and I basically went the next day to just resume work like I would normally do and make sure I was getting prepared for what was coming up next. Um, it was very humbling. It was very humbling. I think you get past the initial wave of excitement, and then you realize the task at hand you have, and you realize that it's time to go to work, okay? And there's people depending on you, and that's a humbling feeling that you have to show up every day and do your absolute best because everyone's depending on you to do your absolute best. Anything less won't be acceptable. Um, could you repeat the first part of the question again? Uh, first part was, was there a moment in the interview where yeah. the visions aligned? That Without going into too many details about the specific interview, um, I would say when we spoke about discipline on the team, and that's something very important to me, you know, I think you need to have the fundamental foundation of discipline on your team that you hold players accountable. And it's important to have good people in your locker room. It's a family business for our ownership. And it's a family business for myself. You know, my children have all been born. I've been in this business. Um, knowing that your passion is football, that your desire to win is what you truly love, and that that benefits your family, and you're representing something bigger than yourself, that moment right there was when it really clicked that this is where I belong and where I want to be. Joe, Joe Missieri, Pix11 News. Um, I'm curious, you just mentioned your family there. What was their reaction, specifically uh, your wife and kids, when you got the job and coming to New York? Very exciting. They were very excited. I've got a 14-year-old who stays as current as he can on everything. Um, you know, so he's already looking to make GM moves and stuff. Sorry, Mr. Gettleman. He's, he's telling me about the roster when I come home and things we could do and stuff. And um, I've got an 11-year-old who you know, was kind of speechless when we told him at school. We pulled him out of class and let him know. He could have been more excited. Um, I've got a, uh, I got a nine-year-old back there, Emma Riley, and uh, she's got a gymnastics meet in Manhattan in a few weeks. Right, Emma? Yeah, a few weeks. And so she's been talking about that all fall. So now that she gets to have her meet, but it's also her new home, you know, that's a little bit extra special for her. And we haven't really broke the news yet to Ella that this means she has to move, but she's very excited to be part of the Giants. Joe, Tom Canavan with the EAP. When you talked about taking the job, you said you want to be old school. Was that the way you were brought up? 
or was that something that you know you learned from Belichick and Saban? Because it sounds very much like it's Parcells and Coughlin. You ever see that poster that says everything I need to learn I learned in kindergarten? It's talking about like sharing and telling the truth and being polite and all that stuff. The thing I really learned from the great coaches I worked for later in my career was really that they reinforced everything I learned early in my career. That it's really the basics that carry over. There's some minutia that gets caught up when you get kind of going through the flow of things. That everyone thinks there's some guru out there with a magical scheme. Everyone thinks there's some shortcut to being good. But everything I learned from Coach Belichick and Coach Saban reinforced on a daily basis that it's the fundamentals. You know, you don't build the Empire State Building by washing the windows. You build it with the foundation and work it on up. You know, so whatever your goal is at hand, you can put that in the distance and start working day by day, take a step forward. Hey, Joe. Hey. Art Stapleton from the Bergen Record in USA Today. Um, you hear coaches talk about how this is a timing business, and sometimes you take an opportunity and maybe it's a year too soon mm -hmm. or a year too late. Why is the timing right for you now to be standing here as the new, new head coach of the Giants? The only thing that's relative to me on this is the opportunity to be with the New York Giants. That's it. The time is now, and that's the only time that's relevant to me. Coach, uh, it's Ralph Vacchiano from SNY. Um, I know you said you haven't studied all the players yet. You want to get into that. But obviously, you know a little bit about the roster, and you know that there hasn't been a lot of winning around here recently. How quickly do you think you can turn this around? How big a job is it to get this franchise back on a winning track? Well, look, to try to get any team in this league to win is a tough job. They're all, they're all tough jobs. Every team's good. They're coached well. They have talent. There's a lot of parity in this league. It's structured and built that way. So every job in this league has a tough job every week trying to get a win. I'm not into making predictions about wins. I'm a process-built guy. You focus on the process at hand. You worry about the steps in place you have to execute to get to the end result. I'm not going to circle a number on my board and say we have to get to X number of wins to be successful. I'm worried about when these guys walk in the building in mid-April, what we have to do with them on day one to get them working in the right direction to build on the ground up. Hey, Joe. Uh, Dave Waldstein, New York Times. Uh, a big part of your job will be dealing with reporters and media, uh, especially answering questions af after games. And just to kind of kickstart that process, I'm just curious in the last game, what went into the decision not to have someone returning that last punt? I'm not going to get into any specific decisions on schematics. Um, I can assure you this was discussions we had before the game, and we called it according to what we thought gave our team the best opportunity to win. I appreciate the question. At this point, I'm really looking forward to everything we're doing here with the New York Giants. Uh, that's a question that's probably better fit for Foxborough. Zach Rosenblatt, uh, NJ.com. You, you mentioned something about the things you uh, learn in kindergarten that stay with you. What did you actually learn from uh, teaching kindergarten? <laughs> All right, so when I got done being a GA at Mississippi State, which when you're a GA, um, it's basically volunteering to be tortured, and it's the best experience you can ever have. I washed cars. I got coffee. I built play sets. I did everything I could do, and on top of that, I got to coach football and learn, and they kind of paid me 700 bucks a month, which didn't cover the rent even in Mississippi. All right, so what I learned coaching PE, okay, for three days in West Point School District was the patience you have to have with children, 
okay, that I had, I think it was five or six classes a day of kindergarten PE in a classroom. It wasn't a gymnasium. It was a classroom. And these kids would come in, and I figured out that I had to have an organized plan with these kids that covered the full 60 minutes I had them. And if I let any detail in that plan go to waste, it was going to be chaos, okay? I mean, I had kids, you know, dancing on the windowsills. I had kids, you know, peeing themselves. I had kids doing everything, you know. But I figured out that you have to keep them busy. You have to be detailed and prepared on the front end to make sure that regardless of who your audience is or who your classroom is, you have to have something to keep them busy, okay, and, and occupied mentally and stimulated that they want to participate in what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. All right. We're going to take some pictures. Good. Thank you very much, guys.